Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Peak and Flow podcast. My name is Dave Nixon and today I'm going to talk about high performance and high presence and really what that means. One of the key things that I talk to time and time again is talking about meeting the moment. Now what meeting the moment means is that you're able to bring every ounce of you, every part of you, the most mature version of you to each and every current moment. So there's literally a form of presencing, right, to be present. It also ties into this idea of um, being present is not something that we aim to do more of because the present moment is always here. It's about identifying the things that are getting in the way of us actually being present. That is a, is a massive, massive shift. It's not about attempting to be more present. It's about identifying the patterns, the values, uh, the way of thinking, the way, the habituated way of being usually that gets in the way of us actually being more present. So our performance and our potential is always available in the present moment. Now, this is interesting because we look at the idea of um, the potential is somewhere in the future. That may be true for the future. However, in order to be able to access that potential in the future, we have to live to our potential in each and every single moment. That is literally how we actually have that. I had a conversation with um, a strength conditioning soccer coach a couple of days ago, and I asked him, he said some some of his... Athletes are um, going to a capital city to do some trials with an A-league club. And I said, um, do the kids have what it takes? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> that wasn't 100% certain there. And I'm like, do you think that they'll do what it takes? And he's like, it'll depend on their attitude. And what he was really saying in that, because the conversation went much deeper than that, is that they have the, the physical potential, but it's probably going to be the mental potential that will stop them from getting to where they pot- potentially could be. And the volume of individuals that I've spoken to um, that are still supporting or coaching within sport, and you could swap sport for business or anything else as well, but commonly it was their head game that got in the way. Every now and again, you'll get someone, of course, that their physical capacity just didn't really align. They were too short for basketball or something along those lines. But majority of the time, it was it was between the years that really played the biggest difference. So, how can we access our potential? How can we perform at our highest ability at that given time? Um, and then, how does that tie in with being present? Is a really really good question. Well, the interesting thing when we look at attention is that attention is usually governed by intention. And if we're not careful, it's our habituated way, habituated way of being. Now, when I say habituated way of being, I'm referring to what we commonly say is second nature or what we go is um, it's just the way I am. That is usually a habituated way of being because that person, even though it's not usually as easy to just do the opposite of what they're used to doing, people have capacity to have flexibility. So they can actually gain flexibility in the way that they're showing up The question is, are they aware of that and do they want to do that? Now, the beautiful thing here is that we have to bring awareness to the structures that uphold the habituated way of being. What people call them habits, yes, but what's driving the habits, right? The way that we think governs the habits, the habits govern our future, that whole concept. So are we aware of how we actually think and the value behind the way we think? And when I mean value, I mean how important the way we think actually is to us. Are we willing to let go of some value about how we think 
in order to be able to deepen our perspective, gain flexibility in our thinking, and then therefore gain flexibility in our habits and how we're showing up. So within a game, within, within a context of sport, there is absolutely situational awareness. So within the game, what's the situation, you know, um, a game's a finite situation. Sports a finite game, and what that really means is that there's usually going to be a winner and a loser because we're going to have an end, like an end time, an end point. Whereas business, for the most part, is an infinite game. You can opt in, you can opt out. It's continually occurring, regardless of whether you're opting in or opting out. Sport, football, cricket, any other sport. There's usually rules and roles and a finite solution. There's going to be a, an open, close situation where you're going to have a winner or a loser now of course there's sports where there isn't a winner and a loser however you look at something like soccer or football you know round football um people go well you can draw that game but i'm like there's not two winners at the end of the season there's usually just one winner so there still is this idea that there's a closed loop at the end so given that there is of course and i'm going to relate this to cricket because it's saying that i can relate to the most is that i'm going to like focus on every single ball as that individual ball. I'm going to play that ball as that ball and that's it. Now, if I get to the last over of the game and there's six balls left and we need 20 runs to win and all I'm doing is focusing on the single ball and nothing else, I'm losing out on the situational awareness and I'm probably going to lose the game for the team. So it's important, of course, to be able to go, how do I focus in on the current moment while still being aware of the situational awareness of the game itself and of the game across the, the set of games, so the, the, the season, and then that season across a career and that career across a club. It, it, it continues to go, right? So it's having extensive situational awareness to know, yes, just in the context of this game, but also where does this game fit into the set of games across decades of seasons? So coming back to the moment, it's this idea of going, how do I, what, what are the markers for me? How do I make sure I know in mind and body that I can access what's required to be present and in, once again, the cricket context, face every single ball as that ball? So there's a term called premeditated, and people do this in other sports as well, where they premeditate where the actual shot or ball or um, puck might be going. There's skills to do that. However, at the same time, the ability to be able to just react from training, that's also another thing, reaction from training allows a person to be able to just face that individual ball. And cricket's a beautiful example, not just because I love it, but because there's literally uh, one, one thing occurs, then it stops. Then one thing occurs, then it stops. Then one thing occurs, then it stops, which is different to sports like AFL, league, soccer and all other sports like that where it's a continual set of playing of, of the game so adapt it as you need to for your sport but what what doesn't need to be adapted is the person's ability to go how do i know right this is the this is the juice how do i know when i'm being distracted from what's most important and what's most current how do i know when my attention's going away from this current moment what are the things that tell me that i get distracted Remembering the word distraction is literally you're losing traction. You no longer have traction towards what your intent and your focus is. And your attention, as I was saying earlier, is fundamentally governed by intention. So when you went out to bat or for sport or whatever sport you're playing, what was your intention? How did you ground your intention so that you knew to bring it back to that? And this is in mind and body. It's neurosemantics, right? And so in Shane Watson's book... 
I don't know where it's, what it's called. I forget it. I'll find it later on. Um, who's an Australian cricketer. He talks about the ability to have a, um, a particular word and then a, a sense in his body that he was able to access at the start of every single ball. And that was his anchor. That's what it is. It's called an anchor. And our ability to do that, I'm going to share the seven A's. Well, I actually cut it down to just six A's for you, but seven A's of six A's of anchoring and being able to come back to the present moment, right? Our, and I, I was very fortunate. I learned this very early on. I think I had an NLP trainer or coach. I do apologize if you hear the music in the background. Hopefully, this is a bit loud. I'm going to finish up with this, okay? So, with the six A's, the ability to come back and ground yourself and anchor yourself to be able to be present and focus on that time and that moment. I'm going to actually turn the music down a little bit. This is the beauty of technology. At least the speaker closest to this microphone, which they've already done. They've done well. All right. So, being able to anchor that in the mind and body. Now, this trainer that came to my school when I was in year six, I was very, very fortunately learned from them that when I, I, what I started to do was flick my collar and it allowed me to turn on. He talked about with tennis stars that when they had a tennis ball and they're bouncing the ball, they would run a particular pattern that they're not testing the actual ball per se. They're actually running a pattern before they get going again. There was a famous footballer for the Essendon Football Club called Matthew Lloyd. And what he was able to do was have the exact same pattern. He would mark the ball, catch the ball, and then he'd walk back and he would throw grass in the air to see the wind and then he would run his pattern of kicking and so um the beautiful beautiful part of this is that they played a game under the roof so eddie had stadium in melbourne it's got a roof he marked the ball he walked back he grabbed the grass there's no wind it's literally enclosed and he still ran the same pattern that was a pattern. He wasn't just checking the win more than anything. He was checking his ability to be able to run a pattern, switch on, and execute an outcome. And so those six A's, uh, awareness, access, amplify, apply, analyze, and appropriate. So aware, become aware of the desired state within the body and mind, become aware of the current state. So if my current state is not the state that I want, how do I learn to go, I'm distracted, I'm not in the state that I, the desired state, I'm in the current state, and how do I make my desired state my current state, right? So you become aware of desired and current or non-desired. Then how do I access that? So how do I go, what do I need on the inside, my thinking, my feeling, what am I visualizing, are there words, what can I hear, What's, what is the feeling in the body, where is the emotion, and can I turn that emotion up, which comes in to amplify can I go from a 3 out of 10 to a 4 out of 10? Can I crank it up to a 6 out of 10? Can I turn it right up because it's never a 7 out of 10? It's always, what's a score out of 10? Can't you 7? Because 7 is always just a peacekeeper number. It's always in the balance. It's always in the middle. Don't choose 7. Crank it up to an 8, right? Get it out of 8, get it to a 9, 9.5. And, and so your ability to amplify your focus, your energy, and so forth to be able to access the resourceful state in the context that you want it. And then we apply. So com commonly, there is then a pattern the person would run. Before I talked about the applying for cricket, it was flicking the collar. For tennis, it's bouncing the ball. Um, other examples, if you watch a variety of different athletes across different sports, you'll see them, whether they're aware of it or not, they'll be running a pattern and they've got an application of how they actually do it. It could be stomping the feet. It could be running the same pattern of how they look at the goal before they shoot for it whatever the case might be, there is a pattern there for them and how do I apply the state that I've accessed once I became aware that that was the state that I wanted to access at that time. From there, 
we analyze it. Now, I wouldn't suggest to do this in the moment. This is something to practice and build on. Really, as we start to learn in the moment is that we apply it, we're focused, and we're just doing it from there on in. But to see if this is the right state for what you're wanting, analyze the state. Is this? Is there anything that it's missing? Do you need any more resources in or outer to be able to make this state a much more resourceful state, uh, a contextually appropriate state? Is there anything else you need to bring to this state? And so from there, we then, if there is anything else that we need, we bring that to that. And that could be, could be compassion, it could be aggression, it could be intent, it could be lightness, it could be emotion, it could be thoughts, it could be support, it could be anything. What are the internal resources that you need to be able to really make this state what it needs to be? And then appropriate. And so really appropriation. The last one that I did leave out is accelerate. But appropriation is like, is this appropriate? Can you do it? Does it does it fit systemically? Is it reliant upon other people? Or can you access this as required with the resources that you have available to you? That is the ability to be able to ground this, what you could call a state of flow, the zone, um, presence, meet the moment into a particular training environment that so you can then access it in a competitive environment. Now, that could be before you go into an interview. That could be before a sales call. That could be on the cricket field. It is up to you how you use that, but the structure of it is exactly the same. And on that note, team, I'm done. I once again apologize for the music in the background. I still hope that I was able to deliver enough value for you, regardless, even though Children of the Sky is playing in the background. But that's me done. I'm out. If you have any questions, please, by all means, reach out. You can find out more about our trainings in the show notes. Otherwise, that's me done. I'm out. Until next time. Peace and pizza. I'll see you soon.